Hey there, everybody, from beautiful Cardston, Alberta, Canada. My name is Dave Miller, and welcome back to the Mentally Ill Mentor podcast, where we discuss the secrets of how you or someone you love can begin losing the mental weight and building the mental muscle you need to crush your anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, and all kinds of other mental health challenges. And can I just tell you, I love you. I believe in you. And regardless of how you currently see yourself, this is the truth, you are a beautiful, wonderful soul, a talented person. Your worth is infinite, and your life has a purpose. How do I know? Well, I didn't used to really believe all that. In fact, I thought it was all a complete lie. And for over 20 years, as I struggled with my mental weight, I felt crippling anxiety, deep depression, intense thoughts of suicide, and a sense of self-hatred that was so powerful, I wouldn't have wished it on my worst enemy. But after getting in shape mentally, I need now see myself for who I really am. And I am now on an all-out mission to show you who you really are too. So, thank you for being here again with me today. Well, I love our conversations together. And today, I would like to talk a little bit more about some of the things you can do in terms of how moving your body makes you feel good. Okay, so we're going to start out with a video on mind.org. UK. Okay, so you're going to love the accent if you're not familiar with, if you're in, living in North America, you've got a North American accent. Um, I love this guy's accent, and so uh, let's listen to the video and the information. I think you're going to get a lot out of it here. Okay, here we go. Five ways to get moving and feel better. Number one, start small. You don't need to be lifting hundreds of pounds or run a marathon to feel better. Try a short walk or join a fun class. We're all different, so different things will help us feel better. Number two, be kind to yourself. If you're doing anything more than you normally would, then that's a step in the right direction. Keep a diary or tell a friend about your achievements. Number three, everyday things count. Gardening, vacuuming, mopping. Those pesky chores are good for your mental health too. Number four, clear your head. Physical activity often helps you concentrate on something other than unwanted thoughts and worries. Number five, celebrate your achievements. Give yourself a reward whenever you've done well. These are just a few ideas. Why not add yours? Okay, wasn't that a great video? Great accent, great video, and great advice. Okay. So I want to take from this mind.org.uk um, website a little bit and talk a little bit more about how physical activity can help with better mental health. So I have a belief, and I'm going to share this with you, that one of the reasons that the plague of anxiety and depression is in our area, uh, era, I should say, and is definitely among our uh, the youngest population. So it seems like the younger you go to a point, the more um, we've got people that are struggling with anxiety and depression. So we know it's in all walks of life, in all age brackets. It uh, doesn't matter your gender as well. 
anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, all those kind of things are problems. But in particular, it seems to be that nearly every teen and young adult struggles with them. My theory is that it's directly connected not only to social media and sort of the comparisons that are given there, but also the fact that when people are on social media a lot, they are missing out on activities that are physical that would generate better mental health, that would result in better mental health. And so, obviously, when you're on social media, generally you're sitting or laying on a couch or a soft chair or whatever it might be, and you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and going like, 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 heart, 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 whatever. I don't know. I'm not on Instagram um, and uh, or any social media, and I'm really grateful for that, actually, because it really helps my mental health. But there's not a lot of physical activity going on as you're doing that, obviously. So I would like to suggest to you, if you're especially if you're in that age category, say the, I don't know, let's start with 12 to maybe 30 years old, and you're doing a lot on social media, that putting your phone down for a while, maybe even reducing your social media time by 50%, and instead replacing it with physical activity, you're going to notice like a major difference, a major positive difference in your mental health. Okay, so let's get into this article, mind.org.uk. Physical activity and your mental health. Information about how physical activity can help your mental health and tips for choosing an activity that works for you and how to overcome anything that might stop you from becoming more active. Okay, so this is what we're going to talk about. What is physical activity? Well, it's a good point. What is physical activity? Being physically active means sitting down less and moving our bodies more. Okay, so I think, man, even getting up and dancing, right? You feel, you know, you're hearing a great song on your phone or whatever, get up and dance. Or I know Katie and I, our 12-year-old daughter, she loves to put on this... Uh, uh, it's called Grow with Joe, and she's doing exercises on YouTube to this really, you know, uh, this great music. It's got this great beat and whatever, and it's kind of fun to exercise, so we want to move our bodies more. Many people find that physical activity helps them maintain positive mental health, either on its own or in combination with other treatments. So that's interesting. They're kind of considering physical activity as a treatment for mental health. How cool is that? This doesn't have to mean running marathons or training at the gym every day. There are lots of different things you can do to be a bit more active. And you can go and um, see ideas that they have for choosing an activity, which we're not going to get into today. We also have some tips about how to get started, which I am going to get into a little bit today. And information about how much activity is healthy, which we're not going to get into today as well. Not going to get into. Okay. However, it can be difficult to be physically active, especially if you are feeling unwell. Okay. So I do want to talk a little bit about this. So it's kind of like this little catch-22 situation. Okay, and I know this from past experience. Years ago, I haven't struggled with it nearly as much lately, um, and I attribute my much better mental health lately 
and in the past few years, two, more and more and more meditation and more and more and more consistency in that meditation. If you haven't tried meditating, you got to do it. Do it consistently and increase your time over the months and you'll just feel, man, it'll do wonders for your mental health. But that aside, you can listen to lots of episodes where I've talked about that. That aside, what I have found is that, yeah, when you are not feeling good, let's say you're feeling like this is what I do in terms of coping, I guess you could call it an addiction. In the past, I feel like I've been stuck in bed, like I cannot get out. Some Well, I get out to go to the bathroom and maybe to eat, get a drink of water, that type of thing. Um, but it feels like and has felt like it's just really difficult to do anything. So in that state... I remember thinking, I'm just thinking back to that. <sighs> okay, how do I go on a walk? I don't even hardly feel like I can get out of bed. I don't hardly feel like I can even get dressed. Now, if you're in that state, wow, I can empathize with you. That stinks. That is not fun. But have hope because I used to be there, and I know many others of you, many of you have as well, and life gets better. You can do things. Don't give up the fight. So if things are really tough for you, know that I've been there. Other people have been there. It will get better. But one of the things that can help you is physical exercise. So they talk in the video that we just, uh, well, I guess you listened to it. I watched it as well, um, about it can be anything, vacuuming around the house or maybe going up and down stairs, that kind of thing. I totally agree and if that's kind of where you're at as far as feeling unwell, count those things. That's important. Any physical activity that you can do, even going up and down your stairs one time is great. However, that advice comes with a caveat, and that is that your, to a point, your mental health will get better in direct proportion to the amount of exercise that you do, kind of like with meditation as well. So if you uh, do exercise, you decide that you're going to exercise, and you walk down your stairs and then back up one time, yeah, that's going to help, but, and it's definitely better than nothing. And if you're feeling unwell and that's all you can do, that is really good and fantastic. Um and I think you should feel good about that. But you need to know that maybe the next day or a few days later, um, first of all, you want to do it consistently day after day. But you want to increase that to down the stairs and up the stairs twice. So in doing that, not only are you going to um, increase your level, and in this case, double your level of physical activity, but you'll also begin to find something very interesting that happens with your self-esteem as you increase these things. And that is, you're going to feel better and better and better and better about yourself the more that you increase your physical activity. Now, to a point, right? Um, I want to really emphasize that. So let me tell you a little bit about my journey in uh, exercise. And I've talked about this a little bit, but it was a long time ago, I think maybe eight or 10 months ago. Um, I found I used to love running. And 
what I would do is I kind of had this pattern going on. And so I would run every morning for about 15 minutes or so, 15, 20 minutes, whether it was dark, whether it was snowing, snowstorm, right? We're up in Canada, so we get like snow like six, eight months out of the year sometimes. Um, and it was just like regardless of the cold, regardless of anything, almost without exception, I would be out. This is at a certain time in my life. Many years ago, I would be out running. What I found is I kept following this pattern, and the pattern was I would be like gung-ho for running. I am running. I'm out there. I don't care if it's a snowstorm. It makes me feel so good, and it did. And then it would be like one day I'd be thinking, you know what? It may not be a snowstorm. You know what? I still know that I love running. I don't have time today. I don't know how I can justify the time, so I'll do it later. I'm not going to do it first thing in the morning. I don't have time. So then after work, I'd come home. Ah, you know what? 20 minutes. Oh, gosh. You know what? I'm going to have to do it later. I just don't have time right now. So this sort of thing would start, and then the next day, I maybe didn't have time again, or maybe my willpower was a little bit less, or whatever. The point is, what would happen is I'd start this cycle of running for a month or two or three nearly every day, and then the cycle would kind of morph into excuses and then uh, other things, and then a lot of times I'm just not feeling that good. So it's kind of this catch-22 situation both ways. So I did this for many years, and eventually I kind of had a little chat with myself. And I said, Dave? And the other side of me said, yeah, what? And I said, you know what? I think that it would be better to even do something like walking, a brisk walk, consistently every day for months and months and months and even years than to do this on again, you know, six weeks, eight weeks running every day, but then off again for three, four months, on again for six, eight weeks, off again for three, four months. I think it would be better just to do a brisk walk for maybe even 15 minutes a day, every day, month after month, year after year. So I thought, hmm, interesting strategy, self. Let's try this out. So I did many years ago. And it works great. So why does that work? Well, I kind of like to compare it to, uh, I even sometimes like to use the term, it's kind of like an, uh, the magic of being an underachiever. Now, I don't really like to underachieve at anything. And at times I can get quite competitive in certain things. But they're kind of... I've watched it even with other people, and it's made me feel better about myself. I remember, you know what, I don't want to point that out because people could be listening to this podcast and could be offended. Hey, that's me. But anyways, just in general, I want to talk about people that I've seen who have heavily gotten into exercise because they get the exercise itch. And I think it is so fantastic. And they're working out every day for an hour or two at the gym or they're training for a marathon or they're, 
you know, maybe walking five miles a day or riding their bike or whatever it is, and it's fantastic. But I got to tell you, it is a very incredibly strong mentally and physically, but also I would say it's got to be like one out of I don't know how many, maybe 40, 50 people. So we're talking maybe 2% to 5% of the population in my very non-scientific um, point of view here, and this isn't backed up by research, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air, that can actually stick to a really heavy exercise regime long-term, like an hour or two a day. Uh, I see teenagers do it sometimes, which is pretty cool because they got all kinds of energy and they're pumping weights at the gym and their muscles are getting bigger and the girls, you know, more girls are coming after them and whatever and they're just like, woo, this is great. And I think that's great motivation for them and it's a great use of their teenage youthful energy. But for the rest of us, I find that kind of adopting this funny, underachieving mindset can actually help you achieve a lot when it comes to physical activity, which will help your mental health. So for walking, huge benefits to walking. And I want to tell you what I did, uh, not only when I decided to walk, but also when I decided, you know, how am I going to do this consistently? Because sometimes you're feeling unwell and you don't even want to go outside. So the first thing that I've found is you kind of have to sort of force yourself a little bit. Now, when you're really not feeling well, don't bother forcing yourself because you just can't do it. But when you're feeling okay, then you can force yourself to do something like, or you know what, let's not use the word force. That kind of, I don't know, that conjures up in my mind just nasty stuff, right? It's just not the way to go. So let's talk about gently persuading yourself and seeing it as a form of self-care. So you can either go up and down the stairs. If you can only get down there and up there one time, great. Or maybe you don't have stairs. Maybe you live in an apartment, there's no stairs. You can do 10 jumping jacks, whatever it might be. But the point is you want to do a really um, low amount. You want to keep the number of jumping jacks, push-ups, sit-ups, your walk, whatever it might be. If it's really hard for you to do, start at a really, really low threshold and then work your way up week by week. So, uh, and then eventually, if you're doing something like walking, you want to just say to yourself, you know what? I am going to walk, and this is my personal experience, I'm going to walk for seven and a half minutes. And if I don't feel like I can walk really fast, who cares? I'm still walking. I'm out there. And I know that just moving my body for seven and a half minutes is going to do me a lot of good. Now, why do I pick seven and a half minutes? Well, for us, where I go and walk most of the time is out on what we call the bypass road. Bypasses our little town. And so I'm walking out there. There's not much traffic. And at the seven and a half minute mark, even though when I'm not feeling well, I may want to end at seven and a half minutes. Well, I've just walked for seven and a half minutes and it ain't a circle. It's in a line, a straight line. 
And so to get home, I got to walk another seven and a half minutes, whether I like it or not. So I just mosey on back to seven and a half minutes. Now, like I say, as I've adopted uh, consistent meditation, this has not been a big problem for me. But years ago, it was. And so that's what I would do. Seven and a half minutes, have my little pipeline sign, marks the pipeline in the ditch, and that's where I would turn around because I knew that was about seven and a half minutes. And I would come back, and it would be like, you know what? I don't know if I feel any better, but I moved my body for a total of 15 minutes. And yeah, I guess I feel good. And mentally, I need to tell you that every day, although you won't feel necessarily like on top of the world, you probably won't. As you do that consistently, day after 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 day, I think you get the point, it will actually begin not only to help you in terms of endorphins and physical activity, but self-esteem. Because even though it's a little thing, you're going to feel good about the fact that you are achieving something. And that's one of the big things with mental health. It's so hard to achieve things in a lot of cases while you're struggling, let's say, with depression. As you achieve these things, you're going to feel better about yourself. As you feel better about yourself, what's going to happen? Hey, I want to go on that walk today. I enjoy my walk. And as that happens, you're going to want to do more things. So take it from someone who's gone through this cycle because I uh, have was diagnosed with bipolar about 20 years ago and have definitely exhibited a lot of those symptoms. I don't like labeling people, especially myself. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a case that could be made for me having bipolar disorder. Uh, I've had a lot of the symptoms, and so I've gone through the cycle of feeling good, not feeling good, feeling good, not feeling good. And I can tell you, when you are not feeling good, just doing a little, finding something that has to do with physical activity and moving your body, and then just increasing it a little bit every day or every week, going to help you. Okay, let's continue on with our article. So it says, how can physical activity help my mental health? There are many studies which show that doing physical activity can improve mental health. For example, it can help with these three things. Better sleep by making you feel more tired at the end of the day. Now, this is a problem I have heard of with many people I know who go on social media and Snapchat and all that stuff, and uh, you know, um, teens, young adults, and they have a heck of a time sleeping. So, better sleep makes you feel more tired at the end of the day. And oddly enough, you would think, well, if you are not expending a lot of energy during the day, man, that would just, that's kind of the way to go, right? You know, and you just take it easy on your body and whatever. Nah, your, your body actually needs that to be able to sleep well. Okay, happier moods. Physical activity releases feel-good hormones, which we know as endorphins, that make you feel better in yourself and give make you feel better in yourself. Okay, so this is a this is a UK based thing. So we might say in North America feel better about yourself and give you more energy. How true. 
If you are not a walker or an exerciser, can I just commend this to you and kind of uh, tell you how much I believe in the happier moods that this, any physical activity will generate for you? It's just amazing. It's, it, it's real. It's true. Lastly, managing stress, anxiety, or intrusive and racing thoughts. Doing something physical releases cortisol, so that's the bad stuff, which helps us manage stress. Being physically active also gives your brain something to focus on and can be a positive coping strategy for difficult times. Here's a little quote from someone who's gotten into physical activity. Quote, I've always found that exercise is the one thing that gets me well again with depression. It's invaluable. Hallelujah, brother or sister. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. It makes me feel great, just healthy and active. I don't feel as tired or lethargic when I exercise, and it makes me happy and content in myself. Again, we might say content with myself. or Yeah. Okay. So, some good stuff. Okay, three more points. Better self-esteem. Like we talked about, being more active can make you feel better about yourself as you improve and meet your goals. Amen. Let's go to the next point. Reduce the risk of depression in the first place. Studies have shown that doing regular physical activity can reduce the likely... Excuse me. Can reduce... I don't do any editing on this because I feel like I want you to hear the raw Dave Miller. So, excuse me. I just... Okay. Physical activity can reduce the likelihood of experiencing a period of depression. Now, that is worth it on its own. So if you are not feeling anxiety or depression at this very moment, get exercising or stay exercising. That's going to help you. Okay, lastly, connecting with people. Doing group or team activities can help you meet new friends and like-minded people and make new friends. So you could play basketball, soccer, join a running group, whatever it might be. Okay, but physical activity isn't always helpful for everyone's mental health. When I read that, I'm like, hold on a sec. Okay, I'm not believing this. But I believe a bit of what they say here. You may find that it that it is helpful at some times and not others. No, I don't agree with that. It's always helpful. Uh, or just that it doesn't work for you. Okay, so with all due respect, I totally disagree with that. It works for everybody. However, I disagree. I agree with this statement, which is that if people overtrain, then, you know, so if your problem is that you're working out like three hours a day and you're kind of like compulsively exercising, yes, then there's a problem on the other end of the scale. Okay. Uh, what if I'm feeling unwell? We talked a little bit about this, but I want to just mention it first, just before we end here. Okay, when you're feeling unwell, it can be really hard to get started. It can be frustrating. If you're in a bad place, don't be too hard on yourself. That's another thing I didn't mention, but uh, I think is a really good thing to point out. It can be easy, and I've been there, to start feeling guilty or to beat yourself up about not exercising, and this can start to contribute to feeling even more unwell. Okay, so I'm going to say amen to that, because as soon as you start beating yourself up, I got to tell you, man, and you're feeling guilt and shame, oh, I should be out of bed, I should be exercising, I, what an idiot I am, like, why can't I do this? I'm just 
man, I just must be broken or whatever. Okay, well, forget it. Like, you're just going to make yourself feel worse. So I agree. Don't beat yourself up. But on the other end of the spectrum, build yourself up. Even though when you're feeling unwell, it's like, oh, boy, I don't think I can do this. But you could talk to yourself like, you know what? I can go up and down the stairs once. I may be feeling pretty bad, but I can do it. And encourage yourself. Okay, lastly, you may need to focus on other things for a while and build some physical activity into your routine once you're feeling a bit better. It's important to find a balance and figure out what works best for you. Amen to that as well. So, I think of, when I think of what works best for you, uh, anything. So, let's go through some sports. We've got soccer. We've got basketball. We've got walking. Running might work for you if you can do it consistently over time. Riding a bike seems to be pretty popular with a lot of people. Uh, Zumba, talked to a friend of ours the other day. She had just gotten out of a Zumba class, and I think that's great because you're doing it with other people. It's kind of fun. you got the music going. Um, you know, power walking is something I just love. It just talks about when you read the research about power walking, it's so it's good for your joints. Uh, good for your mental health, etc., etc., etc. Just on and on and on. But whatever works for you is what you want to get into. And again, if you're not feeling that great, or even if you're feeling okay, but in the past you've had a hard time um, exercising consistently, what you want to do is just take off a little chunk, bite, just take a little bite that's small enough for you to chew, and then work your way up to something that's reasonable, like my seven and a half minutes, of walking, and then you do your seven and a half minutes back, and you're just exercising like 15 minutes a day. And some days you may be walking like a turtle. And that's okay, because you're out there and you're doing it. And as you continue to do it, you're going to feel better and better and better and better, plus the fact you've got these, because you're physically moving your body, your brain is going to generate the chemicals you need to feel better. So this all works together and becomes great. So I just want to commend this to you and to challenge you, just as we're finishing off here, to get into whatever physical activity, kind of physical activity works for you. I'm going to mention swimming because that comes to mind as well as something that some people really love. Um, Whatever it might be, get into some type of physical activity and do it pretty much every single day. If you take a day off a week or whatever, that's fine too. I I uh, usually go seven days a week on my walking, but sometimes I'll take Sunday off or whatever. You know, and also don't be too hard on yourself if you do miss a day. If you're feeling sick one day and you miss, don't start to get into the negative self-talk and, oh, it's, things are so terrible. And now it's like, oh, I missed two days. I missed three days. Now I really feel rotten. So you want to encourage yourself rather than be hard on yourself. Okay, so I give you that challenge. Get into exercise. You're going to love it. It's going to make you feel so darn good. And you're just going to have a happier life. Okay, so that is all the time we have together today. So if you have loved what you've heard, again, it would mean so much to me if you'd take the time to share this podcast with your friends and just to take a minute to subscribe to it and to rate the podcast and to leave a review. I just love hearing 
all the nice things you guys have to say. Lastly, if you're a book lover, like I always say, I would love for you to check out my self-help book on Amazon. Just search for The Mentally Ill Mentor and David Grant Miller on Amazon, and poof, it'll be there, the paperback and the Kindle version. It'll pop up if you want to buy it. Just check it out, recommend it to someone, whatever you figure. It's a great thing. Okay, well, that is it for this week. Thank you again so much for taking the time to be with me. I am so excited to meet with you again next week. But before I go, imagine me giving you a great big Canadian bear hug and telling you I love you. I believe in you. You are a beautiful, wonderful soul and a talented person. Your worth is infinite and your life has a purpose. Take it from someone who knows how you feel. Things will get better. If you're feeling rotten, hang in there. You will be so happy you did. I love you. Bye-bye.